You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. that part. Welcome to Drinking with Authors, the Literary Briefs Edition. I am your host, Erica Lance. My co-host today is the amazing Bo Lake. Do not forget to like and subscribe to us. And our guest today is Kelly I. Hitchcock. Okay, let's talk about what we're drinking. I only have a little bit left of this, but it's mainly gin, so I'm probably just going to chug it. But I mixed it with this hand-picked flowers Belvior farm elderflower lemonade thing that's crafted with nature. I don't know what I'm just every crafted with nature. It's crafted with nature. I'm getting more and more terrified about what any of that means. And so it's just dirt. uh, And dirt don't hurt. Yeah, it's (laughs) dirt. Well, you know what? Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's full of vitamins. It's fine. I'll be fine with it. Okay. It's organic. It's organic. (laughs) That's okay. One of my favorite wines, I don't know if you've heard of this wine, Pacific Rim. It's a Riesling. It's 70% organic. It makes me laugh every time I read the label. Because I'm like, yeah, I don't don't even know. I'm like, it is fucking grape. So what part of this is non-organic? What is the non-organic part of this? The other 30% is like gasoline. Who knows? I was going to say it's like methane. Who knows? Okay. Um, (laughs) But what are you drinking, my friend? Well, my beer is gone, so I'm just drinking a lame green tea now. Okay, it can be lame. Oh, that was so much just gin left in that cup. Mm, oh, that wasn't a good thing. Callie, what are you drinking? My beer is not gone, but that's because I just realized it's 14.4% alcohol, um, which I didn't know when I opened it. So this is a Boulevard holiday ale that I picked up in Kansas City, which is where my book takes place. And it is also the uh, beer that my protagonist gets drunk on the one time in the book that she gets drunk so well, she has to get drunk on it it's so many percentage there 14 well, percent. yes it is pretty good and it has a reindeer on it i love that that looks amazing um okay so your first rapid fire question my friend is what is your favorite book of all time my favorite book of all time is the witches of eastwick by john updike Oh, okay. Which I have read three times, once in my 20s, once in my 30s, and once in my 40s. And every time it hits me differently. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Like, I love how, and oh my God, this thing is so beat up because I've read it so many times and it's falling apart. But I just love the way that it's written. I love John Updike's writing, even though some of it is kind of, like, like, like this one draws a really weird line between feminist and mis- mis- misogynist, <laughs> but I don't know. I just love it. And I love three witches who are single moms who are hanging out together. And this stranger comes to town trope that goes on in the book and people get eviscerated in it. So what's not the like? Okay. So now I have to ask this because nobody's ever said that book before. Um, what do you think of the movie in comparison to the book? Because that movie had one of the best casts ever. I only saw the movie 
earlier this year because I honestly did not know that it even existed. And apparently there's also been a TV show. And apparently there's also a musical, like a Broadway musical version of The Witches of Eastwick. Yes. Um, but I have seen the movie and I thought it was well done. And yeah, it's like the greatest cast ever. I thought Cher as Alexandra was a little weird. Um, and I named one of my daughters Alexandra. And I don't know if I subconsciously did it because of the Witches of Eastwick or if it's just like a thing that, like it's a, a, a 90s thing to want a girl named Alex. Oh, I think it's a brilliant name though. It's, yes, I like it. Okay, what about, It's I have to do a quick shout out. So my, this is my favorite book, Bimbos of the Death Sun and Eric Decker's <laughs> I have found to, an original copy of this book. I gotta admit, I don't know that one. This is one of the funniest books of all time. I just, I got it today. So I'm gonna do a super shout out. Thank you, Eric, for finding me this book. But it's the original, the original cover of Bimbos of the Dust Sun. They updated it. Um, okay, so what about um, least favorite book of all time? Least favorite book of all time. I got to go way back. Uh, like nowadays, I don't finish books that I don't enjoy unless I really want to know what's going to happen. So I have one of those, but back in college, I had to read a lot of things that I did not particularly enjoy. But the only thing I really hated that I had to read was The Awakening by Kate Chopin. And it's like, it's this, like at the end, she's so unhappy with her marriage that she just walks into the ocean. And I'm just like, get a fucking divorce. They still existed back then. What are you doing? <laughs> I hated that book so much. I felt so bad I had to walk in the, no, understandable. Okay. What about your favorite um, book to movie or TV show? Like you thought they did a very good job with it. Uh, the Hulu series of Little Fires Everywhere I thought was really brilliant. I loved the book and I loved the show. I thought like it didn't follow exactly, which is okay. Like films are a different medium and they shouldn't follow exactly. Not that they even could if they wanted to. But I thought that that one was really well done. And also just Reese Witherspoon was so good. Um, and which, you know, she was also really good in the film adaptation of e Election, if I can go oh, back to 1998. Yeah. I loved that book. It, like, it, it was one of the first, because I was only 17 when that book came out. And I didn't read it until I was probably 20, but it was the first like really edgy high school book that was really dark that I read. And then they made it into a movie with Reese Witherspoon and, and Matthew Broderick. And it was fucked up movie. It was a fucked up book, but it worked so well. And she was so good in it. I agree. I agree. Okay, Bo, I shall let you ask some questions. What yeah. is your least favorite book to movie adaptation? Oh, I forgot to ask that. My least favorite um, is Ready Player One. Oh yeah which I listened to on audio and Will Wheaton does the narration for it, which is probably the only reason that I got through it. Um, it's not really like, yeah, I grew up in the eighties. So I get a lot of the nostalgia, but not all of it. Um, and if I had to read it on paper, I probably wouldn't have gotten through it, but Will Wheaton got me through it. But then I watched the movie, which was so overproduced, so, reliant on CGI and I just 
was like, that didn't happen. And that didn't happen. And that didn't happen either. So that's my least favorite. You're not going to like that character. He's very Katniss Everdeen, though. That's true. For those, and first of all, I love Will Wheaton. So I absolutely listen to books he reads just because I like to hear Will Wheaton talk. Because he's great Mm -hmm. at it. Yes, he's phenomenal, which he talks about in his own book, um, going to doing audiobook narration. But, um, you know, reading originally Ready Player when I read it, and I got a lot of the references, super nerd bill. But um, when I saw the movie, I was like, okay, this is true fanfic off of this book because they made the characters a lot more likable because the main character spoiler alert everyone is much more he's not likable is, he's not likable but i actually enjoy when somebody can keep a character not very likable in a way but have the story around them be redeeming which is what i feel the hunger games is like it's funny you say that. is a shit show you know it's funny me. you say that because i'm in this um critique group for the book that i'm writing now and everyone in my critique group hates my main character so much <laughs> And I don't know if that's something I need to fix or not. I don't see, I mean, it depends on what you want to do with your book, but I absolutely like, I thought Hunger Games, just the book series, I really enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it because the whole time, like the characters around her make her okay. Yeah, Katniss isn't great. No, she's not. But the same with Ready Player One, you know, like the the characters around make that story like make it what it is and then then he did a book too which i was like you should not have done that but that is my <laughs> I, own personal i opinion. don't know of that one i mean i i know of it but i have not read it because i'm like um, no that's it's the well, first we, one was enough so that you know you get to hear him talk okay you know, for a time so it might be worth it there um okay uh what about uh what is your favorite um weird food combination so i have worked a lot of pizza jobs i have six years of pizza experience under my belt so i've put basically everything on a pizza that you can put on a pizza and my favorite thing to put on pizza is pears oh so if you think the pineapple on on pizza is good pears is like next level it's the best thing to put on a pizza I, I actually love pears, but I'm also a big fan of like putting the hummus on the pizza or the pears and the arugula. Like I like to put weird shit on my pizza, but I, I get it. Yeah. And I also put sour cream on my omelets, which a lot of people think is weird, but I don't know why people think that's weird. I don't think I love fucking sour cream. I'll put sour cream on anything. Right. Exactly. But yeah. Is pears on pizza. Yeah. Is there anything that you've tried to eat and then you're like, I will never, ever do that again? I mean, just like things that are too spicy. I grew up in the Midwest. They can't be too spicy, no. No, don't you know? (laughs) I'm from Minnesota. I'm going to see my relatives in like a week or so. So this is going (laughs) to happen. Oh, gosh. Yeah. uh, One marathon that I did was the Twin Cities Marathon. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. No, oh, my 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 parents are outside of um, the Twin Cities at this time. Oh yeah. And my boyfriend teases me anytime he's like, "Did you did you talk to your stepmom?" Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. 
Yeah. It comes out after you talk to the parents. It's a thing. Yeah. You talk to the parents. A friend of mine's from West Virginia. Like, when so she I just to talked to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> I talked to my mom. It was funny. We were in the Twin Cities at the Mall of America. And my son, we were in line and the girl's like, do you want me to put this in a BM? And he's like, and she goes, do you want to be up? And he's like, he's like, what the fuck? What, what is she saying? And I'm like, she wants to know if you'd like it in a bag. And he's yeah. like, uh, yeah. And he goes, was, did she really say bag? Like, he was totally, and I'm like, no, she said be up. Like, <laughs> yeah. She put some extra syllables in there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What about, um, oh my goodness. I, just, I can, I can ask the question. I have questions. Go ahead, go ahead, do it. What, what is your desert island book? If you had to take one book to a desert island, what would it be? Um, not The Witches of Eastwick, even though I love it and it's my favorite. My desert island book, um, My Summer Darlings by May Cobb, probably. Why? Just because it's like a, you know, smutty thriller then why not so it's a fun book yeah sometimes it's a you have book. to just have fun while you're on an island yes although oh i might God. get freaked out if there were an actual mer- like person who was killing people on the island <laughs> it might freak me out but assuming that i'm just there and i'm bored as fuck then yeah but you does. might lose some sleep about worrying about what's in the ocean i'm gonna get you yeah maybe <laughs> What is your I'm not Starbucks? a beach person. Like you, you, you see this complexion. <laughs> not a beach person. I am not either, as you can tell. Yeah, no. You know, you know. Before this white all came in and silver, it was red underneath this. It was red? It was red. I need to see pictures. I, yeah, no, I'm a ginger. Um, <laughs> so people don't know that, but yeah, no. This, there are dozens this of is, us. Yes, this, this is my dad's side of the family this white silver combination yes I just assumed you came out of the womb like that like you just had silver hair all the time you know I don't know how popular it would have been in the 70s when I was born but I now people come up to me all the time and they're like where did you get your hair done and I'm like nature <laughs> nature did nature call back uh, COVID. No one asked me that, but, but that's it. just because I'm incompetent. You're like 70% organic, my hair. <laughs> 70%. I won't say what the other 30% is. Okay, what are your other questions there, Bo? What is your Starbucks order? Ooh. Um, my Starbucks order is a tall pike place because I don't want to wait in line. And I would rather spend my daily calories on something besides a latte. Um, I'm a basic bitch. Like I said, I just do beer and wine. And when I go to Starbucks, I just want a regular cup of coffee. I love Pike Place. What is your favorite writing snack? God, what isn't my favorite writing snack? Uh, (laughs) I'm a big popcorn person. Um, I like to make it myself in a pot on the stove with a combination of things, not pears, um, because that's for pizza, (laughs) but um, cheese, cookie butter, peanut butter, caramel, like anything I can put on popcorn, I'm probably going to eat it, because I'm not a big sweets person, which is probably also why I just order plain ass coffee at Starbucks, 
that and you can literally like throw two bucks at them and be like can you please just fill up a cup you don't have to do anything just put coffee in this cup please <laughs> and get in and out pretty quickly um yeah I'm just not a big sweets person unless there's salt involved so like like anything that's salty and sweet is my kryptonite bacon with chocolate on it you keep I like talking it. about that it. it sounds so gross it's not it's gross not it sounds gross it's not gross okay Bo. next time we're together you're at least trying it okay. try it i don't even eat bacon but i will try it for you you just need to try it that's all i'm going to ask i don't eat bacon either i just inhale it and forget it happened <laughs> you're like if i don't chew it it doesn't count <laughs> it's it's a food group bacon is a legitimate food group <laughs> Okay, what uh, world would you live in? If you could live in any literary world, what world would you want to live in? Is there a literary world where everybody shoots lasers out of their eyes? Because that's all I want out of life is to be able to shoot lasers out of my eyes. At people? You could just be in like the scanner's world where they're- I mean, definitely are. at people, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why else would you Why do else that? have it um, if you can't use it for that? Like Narnia is the obvious answer because- I live in Texas and it's fucking hot all the time. So going to Narnia where it's cold and um, being able to see lions and super fun things and have adventures and not a lot of people, um, that would be nice. That's the obvious answer. I don't have a, a better one than that. I don't know. Narnia is a little dangerous. I, I can go with it. I can go. I'm with okay it. with danger. Danger. We are good with danger. What about um, if you could be any literary um, person from a book, but you have to live their life, who would you be? If I could. Oh, I just read this book called um, Night Bitch by Rachel Yoder. And if you're not familiar, it's a book about a um, new mom who has to quit her job because she doesn't make en enough money in her art career to sustain working and having a kid and she turns into like this feral dog um not that I want to be a feral dog but I would love like just being able to live your life without any like boundaries or limits go shit on your neighbor's lawn go tear into giant steak and not think about what anybody thinks like at at one point she's in a restaurant with her young son and they play dogs because she's kind of turning into a dog, but the kid loves it and like goes and sleeps in the kennel and it's the first time he slept through the night. Like I can so identify with that, even though it's batshit crazy and the book is meant to be batshit crazy and it doesn't take itself seriously. And she does like get invited to MLM parties with other moms. I would absolutely be the night bitch, hundred <laughs> percent. I love that. What about your, what are your kids' favorite books right now? Besides, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Kill me now. Um, <laughs> my favorite books that I like to read to them or the ones that they want, because those are two Ooh. very different categories. Let's go both. Let's start with the ones they want. The ones they want all the time is I want a hippopotamus for Christmas uh, and green eggs and ham. And I hate green eggs and ham so much because like he already said he doesn't want the green eggs and ham. He doesn't like it. Just move on. Although well, there's a he, whole book about it. Yeah. Like, do you really need to go through this much to convince him? What you chew is up to you. Come on now. 
Okay. And what books do you like to read to them? My favorite one that I like right now is uh, Princess Smarty Pants. It's about a princess who doesn't need a prince. And uh, Uni the Unicorn, which is about a unicorn who believes that little girls are real. As opposed Aww. to, I know it's so cute. As opposed to like a little girl who believes that unicorns are real. So they're both thinking about each other and believing in each other. And it's so cute. That sounds adorable. Oh my gosh, I'll have to get that one for my granddaughter. Bo, what about you? Next question. If you had to dedicate your book to a celebrity, who would it be? You know, I do not follow a lot of celebrities. It's not a big thing for me. So thank you for this awful question. Um, you're welcome. We aim to welcome. place your drinking with authors. Yep. Kristen Chenoweth. I love her. It's because she's small but mighty and just kind of a tour de force. And I just love her. That's all. Yeah. I, I agree. What about, oh my gosh, I had the question and then it just departed. Hold on. Oh, who would you cast in your book? Who would be the lead character? In my book, so my uh, main character's name is Anne Josephson. And I picked Anne Hathaway, not because they're both Anne, but just because she kind of has that average neck, like girl next door kind of look to her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, looks like she spends a lot of time in the gym. And then I always think of Paul Rudd as the male lead, but maybe that's just because Paul Rudd's from Kansas City. I don't know. I think Paul Rudd is amazing. And I everybody thinks Paul Rudd is amazing because he is, he is. amazing. Yeah. He, is. he is. And he's ageless. So he could play anybody between like the ages of 20 and 60. And <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> if we didn't believe the aliens were here yet, we should just look at some of these celebrities. Um, Bo? Who plays you in the movie about your life? I mean, I feel sorry for whoever has to be in that movie because it's going to be both fucked up and boring at the same time. Uh, I would say that the, the, the person who I get told I look the, the most like is Julianne Moore, but she's probably too old to play me at this point. She's pretty ageless, though, too, I have to say. Yeah. But she's starting to, to go gray naturally. Yes. which And I'm is, not there yet. I keep coloring it. And I found a gray yesterday. I was like, get the fuck out. <laughs> no, I, I had to go blonde. And then I ended up gray because this started happening at 24. My dad was completely like this bright white color when he was 35. Like his entire <laughs> head was this bright white color. And so he's really funny because when I did this, he was like, oh. <gasps> you let your hair go. And I'm like, oh, thank you, genetics, you know, because, <laughs> ah, anyway. Okay. So um, if you could be any mythical creature, what would you be? Again, is there a mythical creature that shoots lasers from its eyes? Because that's all uh, I want in life. <laughs> yes, there is. Barring that, I, I guess vampires, because I've always had kind of like a thing for vampire stories. Um, but I do think that the living forever thing would get really old, no pun intended, after a while. I, I think so, too. What is the... But you can turn into a bat, which is super cool. That can shoot lasers. What is the X-Men's name that can shoot lasers? Cyclops. Cyclops. There you go. But, See? Done. But uh, 
the mythological Cyclops is just a person with one eye, which seems yeah. like you would have some depth perception problems. Yeah, and for sure. I already am very clumsy. I don't need depth perception <laughs> problems on top of that. But yeah. Okay, well, which, what vampires are your favorite vampires then? Lestat, damn it. Mm-hmm. Even though he's so unlikable, I just love him. Uh, which is why they turned into the Lestat story versus the Louis That's story. True. Yeah. Um, the original book was had nothing to do with Lestat. <laughs> and what we do in the shadows is like my favorite thing ever. It's oh my gosh. Amazing. I I absolutely love that entire entire I thing. hope they never cancel that show, but they probably will. Well, actually the, just the, what's his name for uh, People's Choice Award? Matt Berry is? Yeah. I love him so much. Yeah, so I hope they don't either because I think it's got a very good cult following. I remember when the movie came out, I, I didn't stop laughing for the entire fucking movie. They're so I ridiculous. saw that movie three times in the theater because like it was at a time when like three shitty things happened to me and I'm like, I need to go laugh and this movie's still in the theater so I'm going to go see it. And then I like told everybody I knew about it, including um, someone who was a Jehovah's Witness and that didn't go over very well but otherwise like everybody I know who I've, I've I've introduced to it is like yeah this is the greatest thing ever I love that I love it okay Bo you get the final question you see how I just did that again all right what is your advice to other writers well like I was saying earlier um I think my advice to other writers is to not take advice on creating the perfect writing environment or routine because it doesn't exist. You just have to do what works for you. If writing at night works for you, do that. If writing in the morning works for you, do that. There is no, you have to do it at this time. You have to do it every day. If writing every day works for you, then do it, absolutely. If it doesn't work for you, don't try to do it because it's just gonna discourage you more. So whatever you find, whatever combination of things you find that works for you, just do that and keep doing it and don't give up. I love it. Okay, shameless self-promotion. How do people find you? You can find me if you Google Kelly Hitchcock, you'll probably find me, but you might also find Alfred Hitchcock and Grace Kelly because they're in a lot of the same movies. Um, This is my book, Community Klepto. It's available everywhere that books are sold. You can find me on uh, Facebook at Kelly Hitchcock, on Instagram at Kel Hitchcock, on Twitter at Kelly Hitchcock, and on TikTok at Kelly Hitchcock Pairings, where I review books and pair them with a record and an alcoholic beverage. I love all of that. Thank you for being on the show with us today. Thank you, you so much that. for having me. There goes my corkscrew. That's okay. <laughs> and then we've lost it at the end. I know. Okay. But I don't need it because I have the box of wine. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is still so amazing. That's like better than a jewelry box. Um, This has been Drinking with Authors, the Literary Briefs Edition. I've been your host, Erica Lance. My co-host has been Bo Lake. Like, subscribe, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. Our amazing guest has been Kelly Hitchcock. And we will see you guys next time. Cheers. Cheers. Howdy. Listen up, I am talking. Now, the question of the hour is, who's got a Doctor Who podcast? Answer, we do. Next question, who's listening to it? Answer, 
You are. If you're sitting up there in your silly little spaceship and you've got any plans to listen to a Doctor Who podcast, just remember who's standing in your way. And then, do the smart thing. Listen to Earth Station Who right here on the ESO This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.